then at the same time, so many of us feel like it's not enough because we're not at this arbitrary benchmark that someone else decided is valuable or is successful or is enough without even taking an introspective look at ourselves of like, is this even what my family needs? Is this the kind of business that I want? Is this where my values are? Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hello, 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 friends. Welcome back to Gather and Growth. Today is like podcast recording day. This morning, I had an interview for the Desert Farm Wives podcast with my friend Lou and Jamie. We were missing April, but she was there in spirit. I just did an interview for Gather and Growth, and here we are with a solo episode. It has been a minute since I recorded a solo episode. I am back on the floor of my son's bedroom, just the most fanciest of podcast studios, but but the construction is done in our basement Now we just need to go in and clean up and start figuring out what we want to do with this beautiful blank slate. And I have been dreaming of turning the bedroom that's downstairs into, yes, of course, a guest bedroom, but also a space where I can record in peace. I can have everything already set up. I'm not taking over a five-year-old space every time I bring an episode to you. So I am here. I am feeling so much more like a human this week. When I say I have been asleep for seven weeks, I am not exaggerating. Oh my goodness. And it's it's really funny because I remember the week that I found out that I was pregnant, I was like, oh, it's going to be so different this time. Like, you know, I've been on this personal growth journey. I'm so much more in tune with my body. I'm totally still going to train for a half marathon. (laughs) Y'all, I've been asleep. I have not trained for a half marathon. I have been trying to fuel my body well, but I just started cooking again in the last three days. And I'm so stinking hungry all the time. Like, it doesn't matter what your plans are, your body is going to tell you what it needs to do. But instead of getting in a trap where I'm shaming myself, which would have been very easy for me to do in the past of, you know, I need to be productive. I need to get this done. I need to push. Doesn't matter that I don't feel good. Like I got to do the thing or have not done that and been really anxious and upset over it. I have just been like, it's okay. This too shall pass. I feel like this time around, I just have such a deeper understanding of, I do not feel good. I want to crawl in a hole right now, but it is going to get better. And then something else is going to come up and it's going to be hard, but then it will get better. Like this too shall pass. So that is very refreshing. And if you are in a season right now where things are hard in ways that you feel like you can't control, 
let me bestow that ounce of of what I've been holding on to is this too shall pass. It always does. We always get through. We always get to the other side. And, you know, Monday this week, I woke up and was like, this is what it feels like to be myself. And then of course, the last three days have been more exhausting than that. But yeah, it reminds me of, you know, when I was kind of coming out of the the fog for when I was really in the thick of healing and doing therapy, it was like one day I woke up and all the things I had been so anxious about like weren't on my mind anymore. So this too shall pass. There is always a hope for a brighter tomorrow in whatever season you're in. But that's not the point of today's episode. That is just a little life update in the world of Emily. But yeah, it's April already, which is mind blowing. Baby is coming in October, which is exciting because it's harvest time. (laughs) LOL. Um, But we are just about to start planting. So it feels like, you know, the momentum that's getting us, you know, one step closer to this next part of our journey. So anyway, the conversation that we are going to have today has come up so many times for me in the last. I want to say three weeks. I actually originally intended to record this episode last Friday. I was in Iowa for a speaking event and I had this beautiful morning all planned out in my Airbnb. I was like overlooking this picturesque river. I was going to record some episodes and then eh, tornadoes decided that they were going to come. So I skedoodled out of there as quickly as possible and I'm just not getting back to it. But the concept that we're going to touch on today has become like a ringing alarm for me and realizations I've had within myself and conversations I've had with, you know, some of the women that I work with one-on-one and coaching and conversations that are coming up in masterminds. And although I've been saying this for a long time, I feel like I just have a, a new or deeper understanding of it. It's like, what do you actually want? And I think about this specifically in terms of goals. And I'm going to give you a really concrete example. You know, when I became an entrepreneur, as many of us do, if you're in this space, all of a sudden, you know, you start following other entrepreneurs or people who are have online businesses or are helping you share better on Instagram, yada, 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 whatever. And left and right, I just kept seeing like, I built my six-figure business, my six-figure business, my six-figure business, yada, 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 yada six-figure business. And so I was like, oh my gosh, in order to be successful at this whole entrepreneurship thing, like, what do I have to do to have a six-figure business? Like, that's what all of these other beautiful, successful people are talking about, or that they're selling the answer to having is the six-figure business, the six-figure business. And I'm not discrediting anyone who is at that level or who has financial aspirations. That is, please hear me. That is not what I mean. But within the last month, I've taken a step back and been like, but why? And, you know, this specifically came up in a coaching conversation where, you know, the the woman that I, I was working with was talking about how proud she was that, you know, she had basically replaced her income from the full-time job that she left. You know, she had all this new flexibility and, you know, kind of feeling like, well, I got to do that, blah, 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 blah. And so that's where this originally came up is like, wow. Like you have fully done what you set out to do. And then at the same time, so many of us feel like it's not enough because we're not at this arbitrary benchmark that someone else decided is valuable or is successful or is enough. 
without even taking an introspective look at ourselves of like, is this even what my family needs? Is this the kind of business that I want? Is this where my values are? You know, I think a lot of us, when we, when we come into wanting to create something online, and whether or not you're an entrepreneur, I promise that this applies, but so often we latch onto a goal because it sounds good or because we feel like once I do that, I will be successful. Once I have this salary, once I have this many Instagram followers, once I generate this much revenue, once I sell this many digital downloads, once I run the marathon, then I will be successful. Then I will be enough. Then I will be valid in my choices. And that goes back to, you know, something my friend Kaya talks about the the lie of once. Once I do this, then I'll be happy. And not only is that complicated in itself, because the reality is it doesn't matter if you lose 50 pounds or it doesn't matter if you make X number of dollars, you are still equally likely to be miserable or struggling with the same things once you reach that goal as you are in the moment today. So that's flawed in itself. But what I have it just keeps coming at me like a flashing sign is this misalignment between the goal that we're working towards and what we actually want. You know, for a lot of people, the six-figure business isn't, it's the goal that they might attach to. And I'm just using this as an example. But without reverse engineering of like, what does that look like on a daily basis? Well, if what you crave on a daily basis is slow mornings and, you know, being home with your kids and being able to do something that provides income that you love, that feels easy, that, you know, you're, you're walking in your purpose or you just feel very aligned and also be able to provide for your family and have the flexibility to be able to go out to the field. You know, these are a million factors with values attached to them that's different then this arbitrary goal that we've selected because we feel like it defines success. And that's where I think also we struggle in choosing goals in the first place. It's why I rarely now will ask someone like, what are your goals without first asking them like, what do you want your life to look like? Because a lot of time we get into this panic mode of feeling like we have to choose a goal or something that we're working on without actually looking at the 360 view of this dream life that we want to create. Because we attach ourselves to something that either someone else has decided is success or is going to be good. You know, we're really good at that in like high school and college, like join this club, get the A, um, be valedictorian, get the scholarship, get the degree, get married, have babies get the career. And then all of a sudden you wake up in your, in your thirties and you're like, what the heck, what am I even doing? Like I did all of these other things that someone else said was going to make me happy, but I don't know who I am. I'm showing up going through the motions every day. I don't even know what I like. I don't even know what I'm working towards because everything we've ever done has been influenced by someone else's definition of success. And even in this realm of like personal development and goal setting and things like that, we still, myself included, get in these patterns of also doing that, just having more conscious awareness around our choice to do so. 
But what my challenge for you is, is to take a few steps back and look at the trajectory of your life, whether in the short term or five years from now, 10 years from now, you know, when you're sitting on your rocking chair on the front porch, looking back (laughs) at your life is like, what do you want the average Tuesday to be like? How do you want your home to feel? What levels of stress do you want to have? Because if you are in a constant manic state of hustle that leaves you so depleted and stressed out, even if you're doing what you love, you are still so out of alignment from feeling peace that that goal is never going to be enough. How many of us have gotten to the goal, not even taken one ounce of moment to celebrate it before we're already on to the next thing, before we're already shaming ourselves because we're not doing something that's three more steps ahead. They talk about this a lot in the book, The Gap in the Gain, is if you're measuring forward constantly, it's an ever-moving target. There's always going to be a new goal. There's always going to be a new level. There's always going to be a thing to accomplish. But without living in that gap to see how far you've come, it's never going to feel good along the way. And I think that this is no different. It's Even if you are working towards the goal, even if you do get the goal, but your life as a whole doesn't look the way you want it to, is that really what you want? And again, there, gosh, there's nothing wrong (laughs) with making six figures. By all means, you can make a bajillion dollars if you want to. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm just saying, is the thing that you're working towards rooted in a reality that you want to match or something that sounds good or that you feel like you're going to be successful. Like there's only so long that you can say, oh, after this week, it's going to get better. After I do this, then I'm going to feel more calm. No, that's we're staying in a constant state of anxiety in that realm. So for me, one of the biggest wins over the last six months or so is taking that step back of, of course, there are so many things that I want to do. There are so many dreams on my heart. There is such a high level of impact that I want to make. There is revenue that I know will bless our family. There are, of course, so many things, but I can't do everything at once and nor do I want to anymore. I did that last year and it was awesome in so many ways. I had so many things that I did that I declared out loud and brought to life, but it also sucked my energy in a way that didn't feel good in the long run. This is Alita. Thanks for listening to Mommy Podcast. If you like today's episode, we feel free. And then the children will say about our dosa. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You heard the girl. If you're loving today's episode, we would so appreciate if you leave us a review, share on social, or send it to a friend. And going forward, I want to be aware of what does my energy output look like? Where does that leave the amount that I'm able to show up for these other relationships in my life? Like, what do I actually want my life to look like? Of course, I want to do these big, incredible things, and they are all 1000% possible. But can we take a step back and figure out how that fits into the bigger picture? And like I said, that average Tuesday, like how can we plan accordingly 
to reach the goals and know that they are aligned with our life and also enjoy the process every single step of the way. Not to say it won't be hard, but if we are making ourselves miserable in the pursuit of something, is that really what you want? It's not what I want. Not anymore. And that's not to say there won't be some times where you got to put your head down and you got to get to work. I'm not saying that everything should always feel easy breezy, lemon squeezy, but also why not? Why do we have to make things so complicated? Why do we have to bring so much resistance into these things that we love? These things that we want to create. Why do we do some from a place of of hurry and stress or comparison? Social media is great for so many reasons. So many blessings in my life have come from social media, but can it also be a really dangerous trap in comparing our very real life to a moment in someone else's or a series of moments in someone else's? I guarantee you that there are people that you admire online that look like they have it all together, but feel miserable on the inside, whether they even realize it or not. Because I think a lot of times we drain our battery so much without even having the awareness that we're doing it until we get to a place of total burnout, total crash and burn. I for sure lived that experience. Like I said, I'm an all in kind of person. When I'm doing something I'm passionate about, like I don't just kind of like it. I jump head first and love it. But I've recognized this pattern throughout my career that doing that at the expense of everything else, doing that at the expense of my physical, mental, and emotional health, it doesn't pan out in the long run. And burnout does not feel good even when you become aware of it because it feels like a hole that you're trapped in. So my biggest takeaway from this conversation is As you are pursuing anything, career, family, farm, health, is, you know, obviously getting clear on what you really want is something that I talk about a lot. But I also want to make sure that your goals are aligned with the reality that you want and that they're not just a copy and paste of what someone else said will make you happy or someone else's definition of success. You get to decide what your benchmarks are. And if you're constantly comparing to everyone else's representations of success, you are never going to feel like enough because you're measuring in too many ways that are legitimately impossible. Sit down and figure out of like, what does success in my career look like? What does success in our family look like? What does success in my relationships or my health or our finances or the legacy we want to leave? What does success in my emotional health look like? And look at your whole life from this holistic view and then figure out what goals align with that and then go all in on bringing it to life. Because I promise any dream on your heart is possible. I 100% believe that. But I want you to enjoy the process. I don't want you to drown and hustle and anxiety and look back on it and be like, wow, I didn't even get to enjoy that season because I was so focused on this one thing that ended up not even panning out the way that I thought it would. I want you to set goals that mean something to you outside of what anyone else feel like is important. 
maybe it is a six-figure business, or maybe it's figuring out what your family actually needs and then building a life and a business around that. Whatever your goal is, it should be uniquely yours and make sense for your whole life, not just because it sounds good, not just because it looks good, not just because someone else it is good. I want it to feel good every step of the way. So that's my little nugget of wisdom today. That is a whole bunch of takeaways from a lot of conversations I've been having recently, both with myself and you know with my husband and with the women I work with, is we are a generation of women that really gets to be intentional about deciding what our life gets to look like. We get to make up our own rules and we get to break outside of barriers. And I'm so encouraged and excited about that. But most importantly, I'm excited to see women who seek alignment and feeling good about themselves along the way more than an arbitrary goal just because someone else said it was cool. So with that, I will see you next week. I am so forever grateful for you. Getting to record this podcast and spend time with you each week is truly a dream come true and something I love so much. And I'm grateful that, you know, even when I'm a half zombie because hormones and stuff, um, that you are here and you are supportive of this show and you are passing messages like this along to people who need to hear it. So thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. I'm so proud of who you are, who you've been, and every single version of yourself that you're meant to be. Until next time, have a great week. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.